Welcome to Don't Be Coy. I'm your host, Uncle Lou. And today I have the honor, the pleasure, and the utmost appreciation to have with me today, Mr. Benny Hubbard. Benny, how you doing today, man? I'm doing amazing. I can't complain at all. That's what's up. So how was your previous week? Hey, previous week, a little busy with doing my main job and also working with Benny X Black, which is what you see me sporting right here, which is my business that's representing Mississippi, where I'm born and raised. So, you know, we're doing that. You wake up, do your regular job, get off of that. Even during your regular job, because I, I have the pleasure of working from home. Yeah. So I can run to the post office real quickly or try to go take a thousand out. But it's usually pretty busy each week. That's yeah. my past week, really. I appreciate you sharing a little bit of that introduction around your business, because as you might know, this season two for Don't Be Coy, focusing in on moments of transformation, and like for you in particular, I wanted to talk about your entrepreneurial journey. And just through the conversation that we have today, talking a little bit about the past, present, and a little bit about the future, just dive deep into that entrepreneurial journey that you've been through. So if mm -hmm. you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and we can start from there. So a little bit about myself. Like I said, I was born and raised in Mississippi, Floodwood to be exact, a little bit of branded. Both of my parents are from Mississippi, high school, my president where I'm at now. They also, they go to Southern Miss. And at Southern Miss, some people know, a lot of people around me know, my whole entire family went to Southern Miss, my immediate family. So my dad, mom at there, and then also my two little sisters went there where they pledged AKA. My little sister won Miss Southern Miss Dalton So that also, helped shape my present and my future. And Southern Miss is where I also got a business degree and administration. So entrepreneurship is just something that's always been in my life. With my father, I grew up watching him owning his own business instead of him struggle at first, but then being able to take off with that, he had his own insurance business back in Mississippi. And just being able to see that growing up and following his footsteps, and he's such a big community guy as well, and seeing him leading the community also seeing him help people get on in their community and being able to help with that business of what kind of struck for me, struck an interest for me to always, one day I want to be just like him. I want to own my own business just like him. Didn't know what type of business or what I was going to do, but it was just always an interest in me to do that. I really appreciate that, man. One of the things that you were talking about there that really struck an interest to me was that connection and heritage that you have with the University of Southern Mississippi and your family going there. And in listening to you talk about it, I could hear that passion that you have towards where you come from. I'm curious with your brand, what inspired you to pursue Benny X Black and build that vision? Oh yeah, a little bit about my brand. It's called Benny X Black, named after me. So it's pretty much, a, I would say, a fashion brand for Mississippi. So growing up, I've always seen the competitive flags, seen all the hate that we get from every other state. Growing up in Mississippi, people talk about us like we're on the bottom of everything. And we have been as far as education and everything else. But we know the type of kindness and the type of hard work that we are. So of course that's instilled in me as well, being born and raised in Mississippi. So with my brand, I wanted a fashion brand that everyone could wear or a new symbol that everyone could wear that represented Mississippi, that represented the hard workers, that represented 
all the beautiful people that come from Mississippi. So as you see, I have on my bandana, I have this hat as well. And it's just always, it's made in Mississippi because that's what made me. And I would never go through this life and not tell anybody where I'm from. Because I feel like Mississippi has molded me into the man that I am today and molded so many great people from the civil rights era to now. So I'm gonna always recommend that Mississippi. I really appreciate the heritage aspect. You talked about the Confederate flags and the hate that's typically associated with it. And though that may be true, but there's so many other aspects within Mississippi, not only just within the civil rights era, but even before then, before reconstruction, before the abolishment of slavery and how former slaves, black leaders throughout that state history has formed it for what it is when it comes to agriculture, when it comes to music, when it comes to policies. So I'm curious, how would you say Mississippi made you to be the person that you are today? I attribute that a lot to my dad, boy, who's also born and raised in Mississippi. He was a person that would literally push me in anything and everything I did to be number one. I could be, like a couple of times, I would be at the YMCA playing against small kids. Taking it easy because it's small, but he would come my dad on the sideline saying, it doesn't matter if they're a baby, if they're two years old, you have to treat them like they're an enemy or they're an adult that you're going to get. Mm -hmm. So that's always been in my mind. And now as business, so it doesn't matter what it is or who it is in front of you, you can never take it easy. And then just seeing all the adversity that comes with Mississippi. Growing up in Mississippi, there's so much adversity everywhere. You deal with racism, but you deal with racism everywhere. And that's what you see a lot of people talk about when Mississippi and associate Mississippi with is racism, racism. That would never happen here. That would never happen here. But that literally happens everywhere. So you're dealing with that adversity growing up. You're dealing with poor conditions because, you know, your government is not doing the job they need to be all the time. So you're having to deal with that growing up. And so it's just so many things that you're dealing with that helps you mold into a better person because you can either rise above it or stay with it. So having my father in my life, my mom in my life, and staying all the adverse things that happen in Mississippi, we choose to rise above it. So that's how it's helped me mold me into today because I know I can go into any room, any situation, and I know I'm going to be the best in that room or that's what I'm at least going to think. So I know I'll be able to excel in anything that I do. A reoccurring theme I'm hearing about here is the influence of like your father, not mm -hmm. only as you're rearing and development, but then also the influence that he's had on your perspective of the world, but like specifically within businesses. And so I'm curious whenever, what were those early steps or those early lessons that he taught you? Yeah, with him, he just laid the foundation with me and my sisters. They're doing successfully of just hard work and dedication. So always having that in every single thing and every single aspect of your life. He laid the foundation, not only with me, but with my sisters as well, because they're also successful in their craft and it's not business. But kind of get back to your question is saying, he used to take me on his appointments with him because he's an insurance agent, has his own insurance business. So just seeing how his customers or how his clients react to him. Now he's so nice with them and they just seem like family to each other. You would never know that they were clients. That was, he was helping them sell or buy insurance. Yeah. So I took that with me. I did customer service for a long time. Kind of a funny story. 
but back in high school, we were having a competition who could sell the most mattresses on our basketball team. And whoever, when we were selling out of our parking lot at North Atlantic High School, and whoever sold the most mattresses, you would win a TV from Carol Maloney. So, of course, me having that experience with my dad, I'm knowing just be nice to everyone. Or, and I also had a little mouthpiece to this mattress feels so great. You're giving all these selling points because I've seen my dad do before. And because he brought me on these appointments and set this great example. So I'm out here selling matches, trying my best, trying my best. And then everyone else on my basketball team, they go inside and start playing basketball because it's starting to get a little cooler outside. They want to go in and have fun. But me, knowing my dad and seeing my dad wake up at 6 in the morning, start selling, he doesn't come back to 8 or 9 at night from selling and going on appointments all day. So in my mind, I'm staying out here. I'm not going in there with you guys. So I end up winning the competition for the TV. And funny thing is, my teammates got mad at me because I won a TV and they wanted to keep the TV to watch film. I'm like, I'm not watching film on a flash screen with y'all. Y'all should have been out here selling matches as well. That's just one example. I was up with the basketball team that's selling candy. I thought the most bags of candy in school. So it's just always been a reoccurring theme of trying to be that number one seller or trying to be that number one person in whatever I do. And that just happened to be business and something that I thought I was good at from an early age. I liked what you touched on there around like customer relations when it comes to those foundational skills. And specifically, whenever you're selling a product, I really liked how you talked about building that relationship with the customer and also obviously having those selling points as you spoke about. I'm curious around how you started developing that craft. I've been in relations all the way up really until about two years ago. And so I started working in tech, but having that experience of high school of working with customers and then going through in college, like I worked at finish line in college. So that was all about having to sell shoes, but you also wanted to build that relationship with your customers. So when they come back into the store, it's an easy sell. They see your face, they remember the experience you had, and now easy transaction with that. But having been doing that for so long, I think that really helped me learn how to speak to someone. Having watched my father speak to uh, people growing up, I think all of the experience would just come into me and came into one place in my mind to just be able to say the right thing to the right. And I know it can kind of sound cheesy or sound using someone, but it's really building that experience. Like you said, you have to build that experience with someone. Otherwise it's just a transaction and they're walking out the door. You'll probably never see them again. And so trying to learn that and business school, it's we do um, projects with our capstone, trying to build your own shoe store. And my shoe store did fail. Didn't do too well, but you know, it means you learn each and every day of your life and all the different experiences that you, to help you in the future or to help you in your present day, but you know how to handle that situation. I like what you were talking about in those experiences to help navigate for like present and like future situations. I'm curious around when it came to building the building blocks for like Benny X Black, what that looked like for you in the leveraging those past experiences of service, customer relations, like seeing your father building his own business. The thing my fiance says, I think she heard Will's nose into a ring where he gets nervous and he's about to speak. 
He calls on all his ancestors to come with them. So he calls on all 10,000 of his ancestors to come speak with him and use that power. And I kind of use that and translate that. I want all my ancestors, but also call on all those past situations to come and build that situation that I'm in in the moment. So when being in building, I knew in my mind that I had something special that I wanted to do. I wanted to put Mississippi on the map in a positive way, in a more positive way than what we are being portrayed at. But even though I have something special and this is a business, so it also takes customers to run a business. So with me, I've been a manager at Finish Line and the other things, saying how you have to treat customers and the customers make your business run. So I had to put that and bring my past situation with me. So even now, about two or three weeks ago, there was an order that came through. He happened to have a shirt off of Miss Inventory. So I have right on the phone, I actually called the customer instead of sending them an email. I feel like, oh wow, the owner of this company that, or this brand that I just ordered from, the owner really just called me. We're speaking one-on-one or we're text, I'll text you as well. I don't care. I want you to know that I actually care and that you're going to get a personal relationship for me from what you just bought. So. You know, I'm going to text you, I'm going to call you. And so we have this relationship. Now, when you come back to my brain, you have a face, you have a voice. And it's like the next time we order, it's like, oh, wow, yeah, this guy really cares about this brand. He really wants to see this because you've had that personal experience. And I think a lot of people fail because they just want to sell something and get it out there and make the profit, which is amazing. But with my brand, it's just a message that I'm trying to say that Mississippi is stronger than what we are and what we're portraying. And I'm out every single time. I appreciate how, you know, in building this brand and building this company and this business, how you stay true to your values. I'm curious when you pose that staple image of the Magnolia and how that symbol in itself embodies the values. Growing up and seeing the Confederate flag, knowing the history of that Confederate flag, some people are on the side. It's their heritage and everything, but we know the true meaning and the racism and all the horror that was brought. Seeing a KKK members brain with that. So in my mind, I wanted to create something that was positive, that can be worn by my people, everybody in Mississippi that can represent it. And so, of course, I'm looking at the history, looking at different names. And I was like, why are we not using the Magnolia flower? Because it's actually a beautiful flower for the tree right down the road. That's a beautiful tree. And then having the M in front of that, because I want you to know, okay, it's a Magnolia flower. You can associate that with New Orleans, America, also called Magnolia. But then I put the M in front of it. So now, you know, this is Mississippi. And I want you to know this is Mississippi. And then also the Magnolia flower, we're combining these two things, these two powerful images to make a new symbol that can represent Mississippi. So that was the reason that I made the symbol and I wanted to make it the face of my brand. As you were saying beforehand, how you're leveraging some of those earlier foundational skills that you learn, like building sustainable relationships, leveraging those communication skills. So I'm curious how you're like approaching that in like a business sense to build that kind of sustainable relationship of that brand with your customers. And yeah, even like on our website, everything we do, we want to make it. A big message. You have to have that message that your audience can connect with. So we say, and like I've been saying, this is a powerful symbol or new symbol 
that can represent Mississippi, a new symbol that can make you feel great about where you're from, your home state. And I tell people, like the LA Dodgers hat, I tell people all the time, there's people who have never been to Los Angeles. I know Los Angeles is this beautiful place, amazing city, but there's people who've never been to Los Angeles, yet they wear an LA Dodgers hat because of how powerful it is. And I want to get this symbol just as big as a LA Dodgers hat because I've watched a, it's not a documentary, it's a commencement speech from Russell Wilson. And three words that stuck out to me, and that was, why not me? He, and that's all he repeats himself, because why not me? Why not Mississippi? Why can't Mississippi be as large as Los Angeles? Just because Los Angeles has celebrities and everything. We have celebrities that come from Mississippi that shine in Los Angeles. So why can't Benny X Black have that same meaning as the LA Dodgers that you've never been to Los Angeles? You may never be in Mississippi. But I feel like this is such a beautiful symbol and such a beautiful brand that you can buy that with that same meaning that you buy an L.A. Dodger hat. And that's what I want to build that to. Let's take a little pivot towards how you're building that particular brand. How are you leveraging the various different relationships that you've had or exploring potentially making those connections to make it more visible to not only just like the country, but then the world as well. Yeah, I think for me, to get this symbol out there more and to get more people on, I know for myself that I have to get it on more influencers and people from my community that are influencers already out there in the world. So I've been able to reach out to the author of The Hate You Give, Miss Andy Thomas. And she's been able to get some of her product and tells me this is such a beautiful symbol. Bianca Knight, who was on the Olympic team that won gold in 2012, has told me it's such a beautiful symbol. And when I reached out to them, I wanted to give it to them for free, but they end up loving it so much. And that goes back to my point from earlier of the strong roots that are built inside of us for people who grew up in Mississippi because they want to support Mississippi and because they love what they're seeing and what's being presented to them. They actually go and buy instead of just shopping it for free because they're influencers. But I just feel like, and even in the future, I have to get this out to more influencers to get it out to a bigger audience and just myself and what I'm doing on my social media presence because I'm just a little small person, but just trying to get that out there. And once you start to get your image out there like that, it just takes off and starts to grow from there. It's all about reaching the right influencers and reaching the right audience for you to have your product take off, to have your brand take off. If I'm Understanding you correctly, I'm seeing a little bit of a parallel between not only the growth in your business, but the growth in yourself as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious what that next phase you feel like looks like for you. Yeah, so I've been back a little bit into the past in my college days, not too long ago. We had a guest speaker one day coming to the business and he's a black man. I think he's from Brandon, Mississippi had this deep country accent, like deep country accent, but he's a successful businessman on Wall Street. He just donated to USM to help build the business building. And one thing that stuck out to me was he says he's on Wall Street in these big boardrooms and you have people from Harvard, Yale, all over, all these Ivy League schools, but yet they're listening to this small guy from Brandon, Mississippi because he's over them and that's how hard he's had to work to get to that point. And then also with me, 
with my academic career, I didn't have the best academic career and college, like I did in high school, went up there and party too much and wasn't really focused on what I needed to be focused on. So from being put on academic probation to being, it eventually took me six years to graduate, but having that in the back of my mind to this day, is like, you went up there, got put on academic probation, almost had to get sent home because of grades, but you finished the job and you got the job done. So that gives me motivation every single day, knowing that no matter how low things can get, you can come up and still end up on and like you said, beginning this business, so many different factors that go into starting a business and everything, but the main factor for me is like really just doing it. And you're one of the main things that's holding you back is yourself. Cause it's what if I fail? What big my I have to show my business down. I put it all on social media to my friends and my family. So what if I had to shut down? It's an embarrassing thing that can happen. But so what? It's embarrassing. But you have to know that you tried it. And you can't go through life saying, what if? Because I could have been sitting here now. We couldn't be having this conversation because what if I didn't do it? But you have to go in thinking, is she going to be amazing at this? So I think those moments, the acting of probation, hearing him speak, how he's over people at Harvard and yell and telling them what to do. I think that transformed my mind and started getting things to click in my mind that I could really do this and I could succeed at it. So I think that transformed me to kind of, now I wouldn't say be successful in this business because I'm still still growing year two now, except some time off. So we're still trying to get the wheels rolling better than what we have it now. But I, I think for me, it just puts my, puts into perspective that, you know, I can really do this and that my next steps, they can be big. I don't have to be timid and walk on the eggshell and be like, oh, I'm just going to release a note shirt. It'll be cool. My next step could be, you know what? I want to release hoodies or I want to release this design that's never been seen before. I want to reach out to somebody overseas and don't be afraid to talk to them and take my business to the next level. I want to be at more pop-up shops, not be afraid to talk to people and take my business to the next level instead of just being like, let me just put this new shirt online. Don't talk to anybody. Don't be around anybody. I want to hop in this celebrities or influencer DM. Because like you said, it could be hesitation there for you. And there was on my part. I didn't want to do that because the fear of rejection. But the worst thing they can do is say no. That's what I know. You get re- I got rejected from not having girlfriends back when they got rejected. Like getting into school. So what's all somebody saying no to you or not even replying at all? And when I reached out to them, they reached back out. And it was really that simple. And I'm going to continue to reach out and try to get bigger people. That's my next step really is to reach out to bigger influencers so I can get my brand on more eyes and to go to pop-up shop around the Jackson area because I want to build it from the ground up in the local area in Jackson and Mississippi, but also beginning it on a national level too as well. So you're in all aspects. I feel like this brand is just something that Mississippi needed. I feel like it's something that you can say people want it, but I feel like it's something that's needed. And there's a big difference between want and need. I feel like we needed something that we can go on to a party or you can go on and wear to a nice art gallery or something. So like newer products coming out like this hoodie that I have on. I haven't seen a hoodie that kind of represented Mississippi that I can wear to another state. 
or that I can feel cozy and feel great in. Having seen some of the habit signs that we have, having seen that representing Mississippi like we have, our Mississippi State hats or Ole Miss or Southern Miss or Jackson State hat. But what about the actual state? Something that you feel great when you're in it, that feels nice on you, feels nice on your body, it's great quality because I'm all about quality with my product. But something that she feels great with, that she knows you can walk outside and dress up nice. But it's also going to be repping where you. So why couldn't we have that? And I feel like that was something we needed. So that pushed me. And to start this, because I'm wearing clothes from all these different states and all over the world. But what about the place I love the most? Why don't I have that yet? Or why isn't it fashionable enough for me to go work to a club or to a lounge or anywhere? Why don't I have that yet? So in my mind, I'm thinking this needs to happen. So that pushes me to go even harder to want to get all these different designs out or to even just want to get this one symbol out to start this whole entire thing. Because I feel like it's something, like I said, that's beautiful, that's powerful, has a beautiful message behind it that we are Mississippians, but we're like that. We, in sport, did that and we're going to come punch you in the mouth because we know where we came from. And I wanted something that represented that. I really appreciate what you were sharing. That missing representation. That's what I'm hearing you say when you were talking about going to a nice event, whether it's to like a game, art event, maybe even just cutting grass, whatever you're doing. Like having that type of like representation because you see that representation for a lot of other different spaces, but like you don't necessarily see the representation for the state that you come from in itself. How do you show up in those spaces to not only just showcase the brand in itself, but show that this representation can not only be for here, but for other spaces as well? Um, kind of like J. Carl, I want to be a storyteller. So my last most recent pop-up I went to was at Millsaps. When I did there, when I did differently from other pop-ups I've been to, I used to go to Magnolia Sunset pop-ups, which are amazing. If you have a band, y'all should go check that out. They're usually around Jackson and different areas in Mississippi or around the Jackson area. But I went to one at Millsap College, 600 students there. I didn't even know it was that small. But there, I'm asking these kids, are you from Mississippi? That was my first question I'm asking them, you know, see where they're from. See, because I, that's my brand, that's Mississippi. But I'm getting, no, I'm from Louisiana or no, I'm from this place and everything. So then I'm telling them the story behind it. And even them not being from Mississippi, of course, you already have your stereotypes, but they're in Mississippi now, living there on college campus. But them hearing my story about why I created this symbol, the history of Mississippi and the negative white shot of Mississippi, and I made this symbol to be positive. Them hearing that type of story, they end up eventually buying some of the products because it's the story behind it. So now I'm not only to myself, to you in Mississippi, but because now that you're knowing my story and I'm posting the story everywhere, you can relate to that. That hits you. That hits your feeling. Because, oh, wow, that's cool. So now you want to represent it. You want to wear that. You want to wear that bread. It has a great meaning, I think, with every bread. There's that meaning behind it. That powerful meaning, especially with small businesses. Like with Nike and everything, they have their powerful messages too now that they've come out with, but like Starbucks. There's no meaning behind that. It's just some good coffee that got popular. And now it's not going away. 
But Apple, there's no leaning behind that, but it's so popular now that is not going away. But with small business, you have to connect. Like you have to present that in a way that you're coming off personable. And like I've been saying this whole time, you have to be personable to every single person you meet. You cannot change that. You can't be nice to this person and try to go to the next person and be acting a different way or be acting a way on social media. Then they meet you in real life. You are a snob or you're not that person that they've seen on social media. This great person that they fell in love with. You have to be the same person every single time. And I'm just happy that I was raised that way to know that and growing up in diverse community and going to seeing different walks of life and traveling and everything to be the same person every single time. And that will help sell your brand. Nothing else does. I really appreciate that. Like you were saying, like consistency is key, but not only just being consistent, but being authentic as well. I can tell that you're a caring person and I can tell that you have a lot of pride for not only the state that you come from, but the story that it represents as well. And man, I just really want to just take the time to thank you once again for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for this opportunity. It's been a great conversation today. I love the question. I love the conversation that we had and just hope to keep building Mississippi up. Yeah, man, for sure. And before I let you go, because I'm sure you got a busy rest of your day, what I like to do on every episode is a few lightning questions. And how's that sound? Let's do it. All right. So do you prefer texting, talking, or video chats and why? Video chat every time I need to see your face because if I tell a joke, I need to see if you're actually laughing. I appreciate that. What or who inspires you and why? First, I've been talking about this whole entire time. My father, he's been such an amazing role model, not only to me, but also to other young black men in the community. And you can go back to Ring County and you'll see the influence that he has laid. And shout out to my mom as well. I feel that. And then lastly, on a scale from one to 10, how good are you at keeping secrets and why? I'm going to say a 10 or two. Once it gets to me, I'm a strong wall. It's not going anywhere else. And I feel that way because if I tell you a secret, I will want the same thing as if you tell me a secret and no one else knows. It needs to be done with me and that's it. I feel that 100%. Man, once again, thank you for being on the show and I hope you have a great rest of your day. This has been another episode of Don't Be Coy with Uncle Lou. As always, I'd like to thank this episode's guest for a great conversation as well as thank you, the listener, for joining in. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular, I always appreciate your support. If you like today's episode and ever want to listen to more, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And to join our community and access future bonus content, be sure to visit dbkpodcast.com.